No, it's even better. <laughs> better and better every week, man. <laughs> better and better. Now we have the timer in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're winning, it's a, man. it's a great thing. Welcome to 8 April Entrepreneurs, episode uh, 21. Lucky number. Rolling the dice, you know. Man, yeah, we're cruising along. Huh? Yes, we. Uh, as many of you may have noticed, last week we. Uh, oh yeah, just for the people that might not have watched before, I'm Adam, Andrew. Yeah, we're bad at this intro thing sometimes. <laughs> we'll we'll get it down one of these days. One of these days we'll, we'll, have, be, we'll have like a legit intro. Yeah, there'll, there'll be music. Yeah. We're working on it, like a graphic intro, and you know, like Gary Vee has his theme song and everything. We need something like that. I really like what you've done with the, uh, with like those, what are they, hexagons? They're like the geometric patterns that yeah. open up. I really like that. That's yeah, cool. I've been using that in the episodes for a little while. It looks good. I like it. Just like cascades, I usually do like some kind of like quarter panel on the bottom and then have it cascade into that. And it's been pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, editing's getting streamlined. It is. It's it's literally only taking me maybe three four hours to edit these podcasts now. Before it would take me all day. Right. And uh, it's just so much easier now. Like I'm just like listening. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna cut there. I'm gonna cut there. I'm gonna cut there. And then just the longest part. That's it's it probably like an hour of that is just editing the audio and then putting the graphics on there, like the intro right. graphics and everything. Besides that, it's just cutting it out. Yeah, I mean, once the, once we get a standard kind of intro, it'll be wicked quick. Oh, it'll yeah. be easy. Gonna copy and paste with that one file. Absolutely. I can't wait. So uh, it's actually been quite some time since our last last recording. This is was a week and a half. Almost two weeks. Almost two weeks. I think it was Wednesday that we did uh, the recording with Brian. I think that yeah. was the last one, right? Wow. So yeah, tomorrow would be two weeks. So how's how's everything? Then with the new baby. Oh man, it, it couldn't be better. You know, like I, it's been a, a crazy week, week and a half since she's been born, and uh, it's just been so fun. And it's like, while it could be a little stressful, it just adds like such a layer of happiness. You know, uh-huh. and like that happiness is like, you can't get that anywhere else. Like you really can't. And uh, I couldn't be more happy. Indescribable. Yeah. Like, it's like I go to my grow rooms because I, I still had to, you know, work in this past week and a half, even though I cut down a little bit. I go to my grow room and I'm just like, oh my god, I need to hurry up. I need to get home to the baby. <laughs> you miss her. Yeah. So much, dude. It's, it's been crazy. All my, all my guy friends say that having a girl makes you a huge softie and, oh man. <laughs> Is there some truth to that? I don't think I've ever cried so many happy tears in my life. <laughs> That's so she nice. smiled at me like... It was like four nights ago, and it was like the first night that she like big smiled, and I just started bawling. I was like, "Why are you so crazy?" Yeah. And Courtney comes in the room like, "Are you crying?" I'm like, "No." Just <laughs> being like, I can't even imagine how much work that is. So how how's the uh, like the organization, the planning when you have a baby? Because you know, having a baby is it's had to be spot on. I know, like right now, for people watching, maybe I look like I am a robot from another planet with because I put out three new videos on the week that my child was born all of that has to do with planning for this past month and a half before Nia that's my baby girl's name was uh, was born I literally was on like triple time getting all my videos edited that I needed to get edited getting 
everything scheduled that I needed to get scheduled to keep everything rolling and make it a little easier for me. Um, just to be able to be there for not only the baby but my fiance as well because she, she did have a little bit of a you know rough birth in the past in the first like I'd say three days of Nia's life I was doing like 95% of everything like I would get up I would change her make sure she's good put, put her on the boob put her to bed you know burper put her to sleep and then go to Courtney, get her out of the hospital bed, bring her to the bathroom, get her all fixed up and clean, then back to bed, and then maybe get some sleep in between. Like, I was, I was sitting there just like, while I would pass the baby, pass Nia to, uh, to breastfeed, I would just be sitting there like this. Huh, she's done? Okay, all right, here we go. Like just yeah. getting like 15 minutes in between everything. Yeah, it's like been, a marine. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's been, it's been crazy and, uh, you know, I'm happy to say that she's only, what, 10 days old, and I'm already, we're already getting six to eight hours of sleep a night. Oh my God. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's not like in a row, it'll be like an hour and a half, wake up, breastfeed, two hours, wake up, breastfeed, three hours, wake up, breastfeed, so like, half, half the night I try to like get up, get her changed, give her to Courtney to breastfeed, and then put her to bed so that at least Courtney doesn't have to get up, she can basically stay sleeping, you know, yeah. just trying to make it as easy as possible. And, uh, man, that, that meeting we had about scheduling podcasts and everything was really, like, what set off everything to be successful, like, just having everything, like, to the point. I knew exactly what day I was scheduling all my videos. I knew when I had to have them done by. I had them done far in advance. Like, it's, I, I cannot overstate how important planning and you know, a schedule is, and I can't believe it's taken me this long to really like be on top of it. Yeah, I, mean, I could, I can vouch in the same way. I mean, just I think two months ago was the first time I ever really used a calendar, and I don't think I'll ever not use a calendar again. It's it's that effective. Like if there's anything that somebody could do to increase their performance on an entrepreneurial standpoint, on a on a life standpoint it's just getting organized oh yeah knowing what you have going on where you have free time where your dead time is in the day so you can become more efficient i mean it's just it's one of those factors that is super important but it's overlooked yep or at least it was in my life for 26 and a half years and a, and a lot of that planning came from you know we've we made a goal on the first episode of this podcast to go extra hard on interviews and we've done that and because we've done that last week we released the first interview that wasn't really planned you know we that was episode 20 we kind of wanted to shoot a podcast for episode 20 but the baby was born and we had a video already edited ready to put out so we just started the interview series and now we already have one with striking beauties already done and edited i already exported it it's ready to go for next week we got one with uh pinewood lodge in plymouth with uh brian that one i'm editing this week i'll have ready for two weeks actually three weeks from now yep. you know and positive then, yep we, we released the positive that dip that, that's what really that's what launched our 2019 interview series if you haven't checked it out it's a phenomenal interview we actually just got done shooting a sit down with Corey from Wicked Dope Soap, and she did amazing. That was a great interview. That was so much fun. It really yeah. was. That so was we're, we're going hard right now, and you know I think that 
we, we have this theory that by putting the interviews out every other week and recording a podcast like this every other week, we could bring you guys a lot more value because we have more time in between things to really do a lot more entrepreneurial stuff and maybe bring some more lessons and everything to our audience, you know, yeah. more value. Yeah, and you know what, there's, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. I mean, you're always, I don't know about you, but I'm always kind of seeing and changing my mind or viewing things in a different light and seeing in another perspective. Recently, over the past couple of weeks, since we haven't really been doing much with the podcast, and uh, it's it's the middle of winter, so nothing's really growing. Uh, I've had I've had like some time to reflect, mm. and for the past three years, I think since I was uh, it started 2017 is when I really went full speed entrepreneur and I've always been in the mindset to work 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 hustle don't go out just just work hard because that's that's what you need Mm -hmm. and now I'm kind of getting different I'm kind of looking at it in a different way and if we kind of look at life there's really three pillars that really define happiness, and that's good health, uh, financial stability, and then having a strong social circle or love, mm. right? So if you have, uh, if you're a healthy person and you're financially stable, but you don't have any friends, there's nobody that cares about you, that is a, that is a really soft spot where somebody could be very unhappy. If, if you've got all the friends in the world and all the money in the world, but you're dying, you'd be very unhappy. And same thing if you're, if you're very healthy, you've got friends, but you're living on the streets. Again, the same thing, there's, there's three things. And for a long time, I personally have been, I don't want to say neglecting my social life, but I haven't put a lot of energy towards that. And it is cumulative. Mm-hmm. So. What I'm seeing now is that the way that I feel is important and it's self-awareness. And you need to see that, and you need to ask yourself, or how I ask myself, how do I feel? And that goes, it ties into writing. So you write everything down and eventually you see patterns. You're like, you know what? Financially, I'm not doing financially great by any means, but I'm okay, right? Like I'm making it. You got a roof uh, over your head, bills are all paid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I feel healthy. I don't know how exactly everything's going on, but I mean, on the surface, I feel good. Um, but there's something inside me like, ah, you know what? I miss in interacting with, with new people. So what I've been doing now is since, what else am I going to do? Right? Like I, like I mentioned, like we're on a little bit of a vacation with the podcast and, and the new business venture hasn't really launched yet. I've got a little bit extra time. So what I've been doing is, as a vacation kind of, is working towards building up that social garden, mm. cultivating that social circle. So what I've been doing is going out. And I've always preached, don't go out. Right? Don't, what, are you, what are you doing going out? You're just wasting your time, wasting your money. But I'm starting to see that 
sometimes it is. Sometimes that is a waste. But sometimes, when you feel it, you feel like, ah, I need to change something. I need to go up more because that helps build that pillar, mm -hmm. right? It's like the weakest link kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm not going out and getting hammered and spending a bunch of money. I've been drinking soda water and I've actually really find, found that I enjoy bubbly water. Hmm. Yeah, I really like it. So I go, go out and I just meet people, go random, talk to random people that I've never seen before. And I drink soda water. <laughs> I'm not getting beers, I'm not getting drunk. I stay completely sober and it's been uh, it's challenging. It is hard. You don't have anything to block the nervousness. You're just like facing it head on. Exactly. And it doesn't matter who you go and talk to. I mean, a group of eight to ten people and it, it is, it builds up nerves. I mean, it, for some reason, it is hard. You just kind of, all right, this is uncomfortable. And that goes on to building growth. And we talked about that, like pushing past discomfort phase in the interview with Corey. Yep. Yeah, it was a, it's definitely something with entrepreneurship. You're going to be uncomfortable a lot. It's just, it's, it's something that's going to happen. So why not put yourself into a situation where you're purposely uncomfortable, where you know that that, un that discomfort is going to help you grow. You know, that's essentially what you're doing. You're like, ah, hmm, what makes me really uncomfortable? Okay, going to the bar completely sober and talking to a group of eight people. That makes me uncomfortable, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and the thing I've found, I mean, I've only been doing this for a few times, but um, people in general love company. Mm. Like they, they're not gonna like turn you down if you just go into a bar and, and you're fun, you get good vibes. It, like people aren't gonna like, get away from me. It's, yeah. not, it's not like that. It's just kind of like quelling that inner feeling. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing for the, the past couple of weeks is, is getting out more and kind of going against my own advice. It's not going to be something that maybe will, maybe I will make it a point to like go out and, yeah. and do that to stay relevant. But I think it's a, it's a new perspective. Yeah. And it is, an, it is important. Perspective helps. You know, like just gaining that little bit of perspective. You could have a conversation with somebody while you're out doing this that really sparks something in your brain and just boom, you start working on it and voila, success That's happens. That's really true. You, know? you don't know who you're going to be, nope. what kind of connections you're going to make. Nope. I remember when I was working for T-Mobile, I was uh, the, the regional business manager. So essentially, reps in the store would come, uh, sorry, people would come into the store and the reps in the store would try to ask them business related questions to see if they're a business owner. And if they did find a business owner that they couldn't close, they got their information, I reached out, set up a meeting with them. Now, when I did this, I, w I went into the expectation of just selling them devices. You know, I'm gonna make my money, I'm gonna try to help them. The way I always was good at sales is by figuring out where they're overspending, cutting that overspending, adding some product to it so they're saving money and at getting new products and stuff to add value to their life. So that's, that's all I would think about when going into these meetings. Well, I had a meeting in Boston. I wasn't really thinking anything of it until I sat down with the gentleman. Very well spoken. Uh, we disagreed on a lot of stuff. We had, we had conversations about race. We had conversations about politics that were completely opposite spectrums of each other, but we both respected each other's uh, opinion, which was something that doesn't 
happen a lot with our generation. Like everybody just wants their opinion to be right. Yeah. And sometimes I feel that way about the older generation too. So it was just nice to have a good conversation. Something about the guy made me realize that he was pretty wealthy. Just the way he like carried himself. So I left there, and while I'm sitting in my car, I let it warm up, because I, I think it was, uh, I say it was like January or so, somewhere around there, so it was cold. And I'm sitting in my car warming up, I'm like, I wonder how much this house is worth. And I look it up, $2.5 million. Whoa. I was like, ah, oh, so I was just in the millionaire's house, yeah. essentially, you know. So and, what was it about him that kind of, oh, this money, I think, I, I see money. It almost was like how humble he was. Like, he was, like, so humble that you could tell he was extremely successful. Like, one of those, he was old. He was, like, 75 years, 70 years old, something like that. He was an older gentleman. And I don't know, just the way he carried himself. Just, like, I knew he had wealth. Like, something told me he had some wealth. And he definitely did. And the funny thing about it is he was one of the cheapest people I've ever dealt with. <laughs> Maybe that. That's a common, yeah. common trait is you know your money. Yeah, you know very frugal. Very frugal. And, uh... That was, it was just an experience, like the amount of people I've met in those situations, like I would literally go into businesses that I've been running for as long as I've been alive, and I would save them thousands of dollars every month and bring something to their business that they didn't have before. Like for instance, I worked with a uh, uh, HVAC company in Colorado when I was doing the same thing for AT&T as the business manager. I went in there, all they wanted was to renew some of their phone lines. They wanted to upgrade, they had like, I don't know, 40 upgrades ready out of their 80 line uh, deal. So what I did is I figured out what lines we could cancel. AT&T had a buy one, get one free on new lines. So if you, if you upgraded a phone, you could get a new line and a new phone for free. You're not paying anything for it. So I twisted it so they saved a bunch of money, got all new devices. Also, by sitting down talking with them, I figured out that they were still writing out hours on paper. They would have their people, oh, yeah, I totally worked eight to five today, you know? And they had no tracking on their trucks. They weren't, didn't have anything protecting their assets. So not only did I upgrade them, got them all new smartphones from flip phones, rugged, rugged smartphones, because they're HVAC. Uh, not only did I do that, I added an app that was like $15 a month per line. And that tracked the vehicles. It, uh, had the ability to punch in and out even for lunch breaks when they punched in and out it geolocated where they were so they couldn't just be home chilling playing video games and punch out they had to actually be working or somewhere approved and they actually found a couple people that were stealing massive amounts of time and they fired them and got rid of them and hired some more people you know and so over my, my prediction for them was over two years I was going to save them $25,000 Freaking amazing. Just on yeah. phones. Just on phones. Just because I knew what the hell I was doing and I, I wanted to bring value to them. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a thing that when you work with phones and you're selling phones, it really teaches you how to save money. And that is a huge thing for entrepreneurs. Because you always look at businesses and, and they always ask themselves, how can I save money? And even if you like, if you don't have a business, you can kind of train your awareness by saying, "Oh, if I buy this in bulk, I'll be able to save this much money per month." Yep. Now, and then you start adding it up, and that can actually train you 
uh, for business because that it is so important. Saving money is making money. And you could definitely, uh, within the cell phone industry, there's a lot of fakers. A lot of fakers. What do you mean by that? There would be people that would just, we have to sell tablets that month, we have to sell X amount, so they would just sneak it onto people's account. Oh, you might, you won't notice anything, you're getting a free tablet. They wouldn't tell them about the $10 a month, you know, fee or the $40 activation fee. Okay, yeah, so those people are... And they come back three months later, liars, they, they can't cancel the line, they're already too far into their contract because you can only cancel within like 30 days, or 14 days, and now these people are paying $10 a month for until the contract's over. That's you know? dirty. Yep. <clears throat> so, you know, I did the opposite. I was like, hey, do you have 10 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes for me to look over your account, see if I can save you money. Then I look at their account and I'm like, okay, I could save them $50 by switching them to this plan. They get more data, they get unlimited this, unlimited that. I can add a tablet for $10 a month. Now they're saving $40 a month, they get a new tablet, more data, more blah, blah, you know, unlimited text. So then I present it to them and I literally tell them that, like, I'm going to save you $40, give you a tablet, everything, you're going to see a one-time activation fee, like, literally everything to a T, giving the proper expectations, and those people always came back. They always yeah. send their friend and families, and who'd they ask for? Me. Right. <laughs> they're not being lied to. Yep. And that's, that's one of the worst things, I mean, for anything, for business, for personal, like, no one wants to be lied to, because the trust is, is such a hard thing to find. And once you have that, you're like, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in. And I think uh, trust is one of those things like, you know, it could take a while to build for a business. You know, like, how do you build trust as a business, right? You have to do the right things. We just talked about this with Corey in the last interview. You know, in the beginning, she was giving away a ton of free product. And it's costing her money, it's costing her time. But she's building a relationship with you know her her now customer base right. that is going to last probably a lifetime, and that's basically what it takes. You know, like Gary Vee talks a lot about giving away free stuff. It sucks. It really does. Sometimes it sucks. Your pockets hurt. But if you could build up enough value with people, they're going to come and spend money with you. One hundred percent, without a doubt. If you bring value to people, they will come back. Whether it's in a day, a week, a month, a year, they'll come back at some point and buy from you because you stuck out in their mind. Yeah, they want to repay you because it's, I mean, it's human nature yep. to be like, wow, that person really did great, great things for me. Yep. I want to return the favor. I mean, there was this uh, local business actually right down the street. I don't know the name of it, but it's a pet groomer. Hmm. And uh, we went in to have the dog, get the dog's nails clipped. And... The owner was like, oh yeah, we do that for free. I'm like, oh, well, we don't really want the dog washed or anything. That's, that's a super kind gesture because now I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't need the other grooming service, but it's really nice to have the, the, the nails clipped. Maybe I can go in every other time and get like a, give them a bath or something yeah. and just kind of appreciate the the kind gesture of giving something for free and you feel I want to repay you like that was that's a really nice thing yeah it's almost like if it wasn't free you probably wouldn't even be thinking about the other service exactly know? exactly right it's like upselling without selling anything <laughs> if you were to, I know this is a really tough question I, I briefly thought of it for myself how many hours 
do you think you've put in of free work and not, not got paid? Thousands. Thousands, right? A lot. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, thousands. Uh, I mean, just if you look at just this interview series with, with Harvest Cup, <laughs> I probably spent two hours of video times nine, 18 hours, plus probably like 30 hours that weekend. You know, so just that one series alone is like almost 100 hours of free work. <laughs> That's only like within a month or so. All the, I've done, I've done uh, grow consulting for people free. I've done business consulting for people free. You know, and that, it, it takes a lot of energy and stuff out of me, but in the long term, when I get stuff rolling for businesses and those businesses that I've helped with free advice are already rolling, who do you think they're gonna come to? Right. Me. When, I, when we get all this media stuff rolling and these people who I've given free services to for business consultations and everything are looking for social media ads and looking for social media commercials and they see us being more public and vocal about it, they're going to already trust me because one, I just went and gave them free advice that helped them make thousands of dollars and I didn't want anything from it except when they said thank you I was happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, when, when they're ready to spend money, they're going to spend it with me because I built that trust. I took the time, I took the energy, I took the money sometimes even, and built that trust. You know, like, right now, I'm struggling, like, a little bit. I'm not stressing too much, but, you know, a week and a half of, of not earning any money, really, because of taking care of the baby and everything, it's, it's kind of, you know, hurts, it stings a little. Sure does. But instead of panicking about it, I signed up for Uber, you know? Now I do Uber a couple times a week. Now I can pay my base bills with Uber. Now I don't have to worry about money at all. Now any money I make is money I can dump back into our business, you know? Having that guaranteed income for me, I was starting to, not panic, but I was starting to be like, shit, I have to do something. Like I can't keep just relying on side jobs coming in and the good faith of other people. <laughs> you know, like I have to do something that guarantees that I get paid and when those side jobs come in, I'm just making extra money, you know, to put towards the businesses because we do have a hefty investment that we have to make this year. Right. And I, you know, I have to do my part. You know? Exactly. And the, like, the thing is like with entrepreneurship, there's times like that where like, oh no, I can't work right now, so I can't get paid, I'm not like, there's no earn time, yep. right? But at the same time, you have the flexibility. Yep. Like if you, if something happens in your life, which something clearly just happened in your <laughs> life, you have the decision to be like, okay, I'm not going to work. Yep. And you have that freedom, and that trumps all, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'll, t I'll take the money loss and stress it about money to, get this week and a half that I've had with my daughter oh, yeah. and my fiance. Like it's been no doubt. so amazing. Like my fiance and I have probably never been closer. Never. Like it's just brought us so much more together and and especially when you go through the birth process, there's like no shame anymore. <laughs> that just goes out the window, you know, like you you see parts of your fiance and that you, you never thought you'd see. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's fun. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's challenging. I can't say that it's not, but it's, it's, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Like, I just keep thinking about, like, I was holding her yesterday and thinking about, like, wow, like, I can't wait to have, like, nights with her that we're having campfires and doing all this. Watch, cool her, watch her grow and teach her how to be an entrepreneur and.
Like, I think about it, right? I only get to see my son every other week. It's 52 weeks in a year. So, realistically, I had 50 days. Yeah. I get to see my son for like 50 days a year. A year. So, after like two months with my daughter, that's basically more time than I get in a year with my son. That's unbelievable. So, it's a different yeah. kind of impact. You know, it's, it's something I've been thinking about a, a lot, a lot. You know, like my son. Uh, he, I'm trying to be careful with my words a little bit, but he kind of acts out and, and acts as if maybe he doesn't get a ton of attention, like maybe all the attention that he thinks he should have. So like me, being who I am, I get scared, like, okay, I gotta make sure that when I have him, like he's included in everything, even though we have a newborn and everything, like he has to be like still a, a main focal point because I don't want him to ever feel like Dad doesn't give me any attention. Like, why am I going to go there? I want it to be like, every time I'm there, Dad gives me a ton of attention and Nia a ton of attention. I want to go there. Can I go to Dad yeah, more? Yeah, it's know? fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've been just trying to do. It was actually weird. Like, the last weekend I had my son. Um, he's, he's not very, like, lovey-dovey. Like, once in a while, I'll cuddle up and watch a movie, but, like, He's never giving me a kiss on the lips. Like, he barely gives me a kiss on the cheek. You know, like, when I kiss him, he's like wiping it off. Like, my son's yeah. only four, just in case anybody wants to get weird or something like that. But, so, he, on Saturday, he kept hugging me, and he, like, came over and just kissed me on the cheek, and I was like, okay. And then I just, like, grabbed him, and I was just cuddling, and we were watching him, like, SpongeBob or something like that. Yeah. And then, like, he left, went to the kitchen, and got a water, and came back, and, like, went to go kiss me again, I went to go turn my cheek, and he, like, grabbed my face and, like, kissed me on the lips. Like, I love you, Daddy. I'm like, whoa, weird. <laughs> like, you never get that from my son, you know? Like, it's just a cool feeling, man. Like, being a dad's cool. Being a dad's yeah, cool. I bet. Dad, dad entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of uh, entrepreneurship, we've got some, we've got some good news as far as uh, our hemp business go. We got a, a letter in the mail. Uh, I think it was on Thursday. Right? That was it was huge. I remember going out to the mailbox and like going through the mail, finally seeing that just yes <laughs> sprinting to my kitchen, running up the stairs and opening up that letter. And it was just a a single sheet of paper that pretty much said that, hey, we got your application um, you overpaid by accident. Here's a yeah, hundred bucks back. <laughs> you accidentally sent an extra, extra hundred dollar check. So we go ahead and writ, wrote void on both ends and sent that back. Um, and I did go into my bank account. They have charged my my account, so they took out the hundred dollars. It's, oh, it's processing. I want them. To, I, I was hoping you said they they charged the five hundred. That would have been amazing. <laughs> That's what I went to. Actually, now that I think about it, we don't even have to wait for the approval letter. Like if they take out right the five hundred, we know that huh. I'm ready to go. That's yep, awesome. So no no time waiting. So Adam and I are kind of forecasting that we should hear back this week. Yeah, it's uh, under review. So it's been under review for Thursday, Friday. Monday was Martin Luther King Day, so they were in office, and today. So three business days as of today. You know, we, we with the application the way it is, you kind of have to do most of the work. 
for them, which is cool. Yeah, they don't really. You got to get the GPS coordinates. You got to get all that. So I can't like foresee them having to do a ton of work. You know, like they're probably gonna look into our backgrounds, which both of us have squeaky clean backgrounds. They're probably gonna look into you know the owner of the property's backgrounds, which one of them is an army vet and the other one is you know perfectly fine and a business owner already. So yeah. it's. I, don't, I just don't see any issues coming up, and if there are, we're going to be able to fix them like that. Yeah, I can't see it either. And uh, I, this is just, this is, well, speaking this of, it's going very smoothly. Tonight, we're starting building for our indoor spot. Yeah, yep, that's that's huge. <laughs> huge. I'm so excited for yeah. that. I totally forgot that we yeah. were doing that. I got the picture. I, was, I just got out of the hospital with the baby and everything, and I got a picture from, from this guy and uh, the, the person who's hosting our indoor grow site yeah. saying that, hey, everything's all cleaned up. When do you want to get a day scheduled to start building? And I'm like, oh, I can hug you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best news ever. Like, I'm already yeah. having such a good week. We'll actually, we'll post that picture. I don't know why I haven't thought of doing yeah. that yet. So we'll, we'll post that. Um, probably before you even see that we're going to post it. Yep. <laughs> so post it today. Or if you're listening and haven't seen it, go check it out. We'll probably, uh, I could foresee us being done building because we're, we're doing kind of a temporary build. Um, we're going we're gonna to document everything for the build just yeah. so you guys can see it too. We're doing like a temporary build because we're only growing indoors from basically like March to May. Like a 60 day mark. So um, it... I think that that'll bring a lot of value to other people because for hemp, you don't really have to have an indoor spot going all year. Um, I have been fortunate enough to have a surplus of grow lights and panda film, which is white on one side, black on the other. White so it reflects light, black so it blocks it out. If you're a grower, that's important. Um, so I, I had to shut down a grow spot, we talked about that. So I have a surplus of just lights and fans and all this stuff that you need for a grow drone so it, it cuts out a huge huge cost for us initially and until we get processing we don't really have too much of a cost besides you know seeds right you know from now until like sense. march our main cost is just like seeds and soil you yep. know compost you know so we're, we're looking pretty great right now yeah i actually i've gone in i think we, we mentioned testing the soil i tested yep. the soil i know the nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus content. Oh, I had the NPK rating on yeah. it too? Oh, So nice. I've gone and tested that. I know what needs to be added to the soil just to kind of bring it up to yeah. up to speed. Uh, the pH is good. Uh, and I've also gone ahead and collected some garden soil to mix with compost and uh, yeah. some other ingredients to, to make a real good potting mix. Yep. And the important thing is with getting uh, soil from the garden is that it introduces the microorganisms, the, the micro ecosystem yep. so to important. the plants early. Yep. So they build up a relationship. It's kind of like going into uh, a school. It's kind of like a, an orientation for college. Yep. You get to meet your teachers and your professors, your, your fellow students, and kind of like you know what you're going into yep. beforehand. It builds that relationship. So that's super important. And we'll make a, a detailed video on making potting soil. We'll make a video on this build. Uh, so last week what we ended up doing was uh, we just got a 10 by 20 space and the basement was filled, cluttered, five, six years of-, of Just throwing stuff down stuff. there. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, open space, let's put something <laughs> here. Like, oh, a group or a box, let's put a box here. Yeah. 
So we end up throwing away a bunch of stuff that wasn't needed and then kind of condensing and consolidating some vertical space and making up this uh, beautiful open space. Next step, what we're going to do tonight is really go in and deep clean uh, the concrete there with hydroperoxide, maybe some uh, a bleach solution, and then really start that build. So this is this is really getting uh, getting to be an exciting time. Yep. And I think uh, the importance of a temporary room cannot be understated. You know, like for this situation, we don't want to go in and build subfloors and frames and drywall because why? You know, we're gonna be there for a month and a half, two months. You know, so that that is if you're a grower out there and you're you're kind of looking for uh, maybe an easier solution or or a more temporary solution, this is gonna be what shows you how. Like we're basically building a room out of plastic, and I know that sounds crazy, but you will see how it's done. And uh, my good friend uh, Jeff Latendre from Cannabis Growers Association has actually came up with the idea, or maybe not came up with it, but who I got it from, and uh, oh man, I can't wait, I can't wait. Documenting all this stuff is going to be so exciting. Yeah, we gotta, we got to think about what we're going to call the new series. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that maybe uh, either while we're building, yep. or... Yeah, no, this is like a whole different transition. thing from like the podcast. Yeah, this is totally different, whole new spectrum. And this is just such a... An experimental time. I mean, that is. I mean, that's life, right? It's just entrepreneurship, man. That's what it is. Speaking of of uh, experimenting. Yes. You know, we third time we mentioned this. It must have been a really good interview because the, the Corey sit down is really like in my brain right now. <laughs> it did just happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just so good too. It was like yeah, it was nice, easy conversation, like just flowing. Um, it's it's a wonderful thing when you get three like-minded people in a building, and it's just. It's just amazing. It's so fun, man. We, uh, Mr. Wilkinson here, has has done some done stand-up comedy one time. We we've been talking about possibly doing it, and uh, this is us committing to it. And, uh, next week, Andrew, myself, and Corey are gonna go to an open mic uh, stand-up comedy, and we're gonna record it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done stand-up comedy. I don't want to be a stand-up comic, I don't think. Maybe I'll really like it, you never know. Uh, neither is, is Corey, but it's just something that forces us to come out of our comfort zone. Man, is it uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've performed for a thousand people on stage with my original songs, and I'm probably going to be way more nervous with this, you know? Yeah. It's nerve-wracking, and I can't wait. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be amazing. Exciting. And it's nice about going into it with a group because you've got that support because you you all we all know that oh we're all nervous yes yeah. <laughs> you kind of like right before you go up and, and say a presentation to your class if you can relate in that way it's kind of like that but you're you're just kind of hoping that this room of people gets your jokes at least and, two and people will be clapping for us <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. we like to call that Joke insurance. Yes. Laugh insurance. <laughs> it's, I guarantee you, comedians out there put friends and family in the crowd to be like, ha, 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 and then other people hear the laugh and they find the joke funnier. I guarantee you, like, I think about the psychology of stand up comics, and sometimes, like, I'll, like, think about laughing or I'll find it a little funny, and then I hear some people laughing, and I'm like, I start laughing a little more. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like the green, like, oh, it's okay to yeah. laugh. And I think that's all, like, the, 
for some reason we have that in us where we don't want to stand out, right? So we don't want to be the only one laughing because that's like, uh, it's a way to get picked out of the crowd. Yeah. And I think that just goes way back to like, I want to fit in, I don't want to stand out, like the school of fish mentality. That reminds me of uh, when I went to go see Yes Man, the uh, uh, Jim Carrey movie. Oh yeah. I saw it in theaters. I was the only one laughing, <laughs> like gut laughing. Like if you've seen the movie when he when he's the Red Bull scene where he comes out of the car and he's been chugging Red Bull all night. Like, I had a Red Bull. You have a Red Bull. You have a Red Bull. I love Red Bull. Like I don't know what about like Jim Carrey is a genius to me. He's, he's such a genius. character. And I was gut laughing, and nobody else was even chuckling. And people were literally like turning around in the movie theater, staring at me like, "Leave me alone, man. It's funny. I love Jim Carrey." He's He's such an interesting comedian because I think he's like one of the only comedians today that you could just stick a camera on, no audio, and still he could make people laugh. Yep. Yep. It's completely on his... And he's so smart mind. too, honestly. Like I know some of the stuff he says seems a little crazy, but he's pretty spot on. He's a he smart is. guy. Smart dude. Wasn't there a, there's a famous story, entrepreneurship journey that he had. He wrote a check to himself on Thanksgiving or it was... Uh, a year before of something along the lines of that and he pretty much wrote it out for a million dollars and he said within five years I want to be able to cash this check and a, a month before the deadline he got signed for I think dumb dumb and dumber <laughs> and then he was he kind of opened it on Thanksgiving Day and he was like I did it that's amazing I did it. I can cash this check now I fucking worked hard Jim Carrey, if you're watching, we want you on the show. <laughs> We'd love to have him. If you know him, let him know. <laughs> or Gary Vee, too. We want him on the show. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of new ventures, we brought it up a couple times, but uh, this is, I think, the last podcast before that actually comes up. Let me just double check the calendar here. Yes, it is. So next week, we're releasing the podcast uh, with... Mary Wilkinson, the owner of Striking Beauties. Such an amazing, amazing, amazing sit down. Can't wait for that. We'll be releasing that next week. And then February 3rd, Super Bowl Sunday, Go Pats. Um, we are doing a yoga event with Cannibalist Yoga in Natick. Or actually, it's gonna be at uh, Wicked Chronic. It's a, it's a local smoke boutique upstairs. They have some extra rooms. We're gonna be, uh, you know, shooting live podcast with questions from the audience the tickets uh are almost gone so if you're watching this and you'd like to do can of yoga um please hit one of us up we'll give you the information to send over to bridget at can of bliss yoga and we cannot wait for that event it's gonna be epic it's gonna be so much fun it's so unique yeah too i mean that's gonna be something that you we remember for a long time just because of its uniqueness yep absolutely and, and yes, I'd like to say congratulations to the Patriots. That was. Uh, did you watch the game? I I did, um, and it's funny. I went to bed before it was done because newborn. Right. You try to just get any sleep you can. <laughs> um, I came downstairs to uh, go to the bathroom and brush my teeth before I, I finally went to sleep because the baby was about to go down, and it was a minute and one left. And I watched Tom Brady throw that interception, and my. Mother-in-law was like, "Ah, oh, that's it. Game's fucking over." And turns off the TV, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, you're probably right. There's 54 seconds left. They just intercepted it. Game's over." So I go to bed, and I'm like, "Oh, well, Patriots lost. I guess I don't have to worry about people not coming to that yoga event now." <laughs> and she was like, "Ah, oh, okay." 
And then it was like three o'clock in the morning. She's like, babe, I thought you said they lost. I'm like, yeah, they totally lost. She's like, no, they won. They're going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, no, no, no. That didn't happen. <laughs> so I went to bed, woke up in the morning, and I looked at it. I'm like, holy shit. They really did yeah. win. Such a classic Patriots move. I mean, I feel like they've been doing this for years. Yeah. Just coming out of the blue. There has not been a dynasty. I'm not a big sports person, but I love statistics. Yeah. That's the part about sports that I love is numbers and statistics. And statistically, nobody's better than Tom Brady. I don't care what anybody says. I know that might sound biased, and I know there's a lot of people that might call us the Cheatriots and Bill Bilici. But, you know, sometimes it sucks to suck. Don't be mad because we're winners over here. Gary B, if you're watching, you're probably livid right now. Oh, man. <laughs> you they hate the Patriots. Well. Uh, but, you know, we are, we are kind of spoiled in Boston. We are as a good run. Very good run. All of our, our teams. The Red Sox just won. The Patriots are about to beat the Rams. You know, the Celtics are looking pretty good. As sports, sports people here in Boston, you know, it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. Now, I'm not a, a huge sports fan either. This was actually the AFC Championship was the first Patriots game that I watched all season. Wow. So it was a good time to tune in. But it actually reminds me, did you see that uh, the Wikipedia definition for the AFC Championship? Yes. That was the funniest thing, dude, I've ever seen. It just says the AFC Championship is a special tournament match um, where one lucky team has the opportunity to go against the New England Patriots. <laughs> oh, I love Wikipedia for that. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Just a reminder, not everything on Wikipedia is a fact. Even though, you know, nine years a row, in a row of being in the AFC Championship kind of makes it sort of a fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, fun times. Yeah, New England versus everyone, right? Basically, that's kind of how I feel, you know, I feel like New England as a whole is about to have a come up with cannabis. New England is kind of, I'm seeing all of us come together, you know, Vermont just was like, we're legal. Rhode Island's trying to put, put some work in to make them legal, which I'm a little iffy on because they're trying to get rid of the home growing section of it. And there's, I forget the other part, but they're, they're trying to get rid of two pivotal points that make legal cannabis work. Home growing is one of them. You know, like, people want to be able to make their own medicine. Yeah, like, grow your own vegetables. And the, the only reason I could see that you would limit that, I mean, like, limiting it to 12 plants, cool, great. If you're a smart grower like me, that's not a limit. I could have two separate cycles going with 12 plants and be harvesting every five weeks because I know what I'm doing, you know, and I could teach somebody that, too. It's not that hard. Um, so the 12 plants isn't that much of a you know fuss but not letting people grow at all is is really taking away from what the legal cannabis movement is really trying to do you know we we need these small growers that to maybe eventually become artisanal growers and i really think that cannabis is going to take off when states add legislation to let artisanal growers sell to dispensaries without any special license or maybe like a cheap license or not a ten thousand dollar license you know like yeah it's ridiculous for the everyday person and i actually uh, i talked about this on uh part seven of my harvest cup series with uh healing tree she was talking about how on cape cod there's literally sixth generation farmers that are not allowed to farm or grow hemp now what are they supposed to do They've been there longer than the laws of cannabis being illegal have been. 
Are they supposed to up and leave? Like, that's not fair to them. If anything, those are the people we should be focused on, giving them the funding, giving them the opportunities, instead of having these big corporations come in. Like, I've heard rumors of Marlboro, you know, popping in the cannabis. Okay, Marlboro, how many ads have you, how many billions of dollars have you spent on propaganda against cannabis? Like, because we know that Marlboro is out for the health of the United States. They did such a great job with tobacco. <laughs> I still, like, I, I think I said this on the podcast, I don't think that tobacco in its original form was terrible for you. Yeah, it's, it's what the companies, yep. companies add to them. Add 200 different toxins and you know, poisons. People aren't stupid, they, they get it. We, we see you, Marlboro. Yeah, and Phil Morris, and back out. Leave us alone, let the local people, this cannabis, Oh man, what it can do for a local economy is just unheard of. There's nothing else in the world that can do what what cannabis does for the economy. Nothing. Right. Yeah, I mean, tobacco came close. That did well. Cotton did well. Yeah. But this is the I mean, I mean this like is the new age. age. Yeah, yeah. This new age. And this is just uh, this is going to be a, a wave with a long wake. Yep. Absolutely, and I think. Uh, when more people start to realize that the stigma against cannabis is completely and utterly wrong, we're gonna make some big, big steps because, we, again, we talked about this with Corey, your health is so important. And so many people just don't pay attention to what goes in or on their body. And, but I'm starting to see a shift in our generation and then our generation is gonna teach the next generation that like, yeah, it's important that you look at what labels have, what your yeah. food has in it, what your skincare products have in it, what your hair care products have in it. Like, it's important for your overall health to make sure that you know what's going into your body. And with cigarettes, you don't know. With alcohol, you don't know. Actually, I, I found it funny, Bud Light was, did you see the ads they were running for the AFC uh, championship? Is it the, the masculinity thing? No. They're gonna they're adding ingredients labels oh, to, I to their boxes. I was like, huh, feeling threatened by cannabis, are we? Like cannabis has to put all their ingredients on there, even though it's not ingredients, you're literally amending the soil with nutrients. It's not an ingredient. It's not like you're mixing it in a vat like you're doing with beer. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it is this one ingredient and that is cannabis. cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> and love, like that's it. Yeah. It's the only two things you need. Huh. All right, dude. I think that uh, that ends another great podcast. Definitely. And Perfect. we can't wait to see you in the future videos. When is uh, the next one going to be? This is going to be out. This is coming out uh, tomorrow for audio. So the 23rd and then the 25th on video. Uh, next week, we have the interview with Striking Beauties with Mary from Striking Beauties um, coming out on... Wednesday for audio, Friday for video, and then uh, the first week of February we'll be back with this type of podcast again, and we're going to be probably fired up because it's going to be two days after the, the live audience event and doing yoga, so we're just yeah. going to be like so zen and centered <laughs> and perfect. Here we go. I can't wait. Uh, make sure if you're enjoying what you're hearing, hit subscribe on our podcast channel, leave us a rating, and uh you know, your feedback really is everything. We jumped up uh, a lot. This, we've gained like five new listeners in this past week or so, so 
I'm excited. I know Andy is super excited, and uh, we have so much more going for this year. January is just getting started, man. Like this year is gonna be bananas. I'll probably throw bananas up there again. It's a good idea. <laughs> bananas <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, have a great day. We hope uh, you know everything in your business.